Today is the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up, get up. But, <laughs> but nah, bullshit. Today is February the 1st, and welcome to episode 5 of In the Name of G Podcast. And remember, like I said, if it's from the heart and off the dome, then what you say here, it can't go wrong. We're going to jump right into it. Today is a sad day, but yet a celebratory day. My boy and my T.O. voice, my quarterback. That's my quarterback. My quarterback, he finally hung on up. And I ain't talking about nobody but the GOAT, the man himself, Tom Brady. After 22 seasons in the NFL, Tom Brady finally hung it up. Tom Brady, you know, as we all know, goes down as not just the GOAT or the best quarterback ever, but one of the greatest athletes ever. In 22 seasons, Tom Brady had 42 comebacks, 53 game-winning drives, and is an all-time leader in passes and touchdowns and career starts. Tom Brady threw for 84,520 yards and 324 touchdowns. I mean, what more can you say? He got all the records. Now, you could say that's more of a longevity thing, but don't be no whole-ass nigga. Just, just bathe in the greatness. Don't be no whole-ass nigga. Don't be trying to diminish greatness. It's unnecessary and don't nobody want it. Don't nobody want it at all. So if that's what you want, keep that shit to yourself. Just keep it to yourself. Um, other than the 1972 team in... Miami, back in the day, was the only team to go undefeated in 2007 with a 16-0 record. Um, as you know, a seven-time Super Bowl champion with wins in Super Bowl 36, 38, 39, 49, 51, 53, and 55. Now, for me, 51 is the one I'm going to remember the most because that's the one against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I know what you want to say is the NFL rigged, nodded, but I don't think motherfuckers just going out there and blowing 24-point leads. I just don't think that was doing it. And if my math off, don't worry about that. You worry about the wrong thing. But I don't think motherfuckers just going out there, because football is a physical, physical sport. I don't think motherfuckers just going out there ready to blow leads. But that's the one I'm going to remember the most. Of course, the one last year against the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a great win. Also, just for just because of the pure dominance that the defense played as far as getting at the Patrick Mahomes, even though he still was making all type of goat throws throughout that game. But that was also a good one. But 51 is definitely... The one I'm going to remember the most, um, 53 against the Rams, I would say it's probably the, the most, I would say, boring Super Bowl I've watched. Even though they won, that was, excuse me, that was definitely one of the more boring Super Bowls I watched. But, of course, you know, we had the one in 52 where, 
you know, that was going up and down the field against the Philadelphia Eagles, and and it was a shootout, and the Philadelphia Eagles ended up being able to squeak out with the win. But, um, yeah, seven Super Bowls, I don't think nobody going to touch that because it takes so much to get to the Super Bowl, all type of shit that got to go right, and you got to have a taste of luck. Because, remember, even though Tom Brady is a GOAT, he didn't win no championship or go to no championship for 10 seasons between that last one in 2004 all the way up until what? The first one they won because they, they went to two since then, losing those two to um, Eli Manning and the New York Giants. So, yeah, from 2004 to 2014, the one they won against the um, Seahawks. You know, the Seahawks game, you know, that's another one where people be like, eh, they should have ran the ball. And my opinion, yeah, they should have handed off the beast mode, but that ain't what happened. So it is what it is. Just bathe in greatness. Just don't be disrespectful. Don't be trying to take shine off my guy. Today is his day. And we just going to keep him on the positive note. Um, He was a three-time M- MVP. 15-time Pro Bowler. I mean, ever since Tom Brady became Tom Brady, he was putting up numbers. He was putting numbers up on the board. Um, But definitely one of the greatest. I mean, anytime as a Patriots fan, and, you know, realistically, I'm I'm still a Patriots fan, but I would call myself a new Buckets fan because I – Still, Tom still my guy, so I definitely had an eye on Tampa Bay since he's been there. But anytime that was ever down in the game, I personally never had doubt that I, yeah. But they, they down three. What? They gave Tom a minute and 30. Ah, they finna, he finna hang that good old L on them boys and go on, send them back home on their way, looking down in the dumps. I've I never had ever ever any had any doubt when any time talking about this down. Now I ain't gonna lie to you to go back to the to Super Bowl Fifty One. Now I did think Atlanta was about to route them boys, but you know with the NFL, you know, like I said, people want to say it's rigged and everything, but I just think Kyle Shanahan tried to get too cute with his offensive play calling. That's what I really think it was, because they had all that, they had all those points, and still was out of time. They should have just kept running the football. I mean, I understand you go with what's been working as far as you know, passing the ball through the air, but just giving time management, they should have just kept running the ball. And Dan Quinn probably wouldn't be the defensive coordinator, and. Dallas right now, he might still be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons with a Super Bowl ring. Julio might still be there. Hell, who knows what would have happened if they would have did right, I would say. Um, And then, but we're going to shift gears because, you know, we also had another retirement. And for all my Stiller fans out there, you know, Terrence Poe, um... Cortez Kendrick, um, TK, um, Richard Williams, 
If I'm leaving anybody out, I'll, um, AJ Sparks. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, doing this for y'all because I know this your boy, and, and I ain't gonna home. But we got Ben Roethlisberger, uh, quarterback of the Steel Curtain, the Pittsburgh Steelers from 2014 to 2021. Now I know for y'all anyway, y'all like. <laughs> it's about time the nigga retired. But you know, he he had a decent season. He he ain't throw that many uh interceptions, although he have a ton of touchdowns, but he had a very pretty good season. This year he uh had a 64.5 completion percentage, threw for 3740 yards, 22 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Now, for some people, that's pedestrian. I mean, to me, that's a decent season. But to see what the what the offense was up and down, an inability to score, inability to run the football, I know they had to do as much with Ben Ben Roethlisberger as the offensive line. Um, but Ben Roethlisberger had forty one comebacks, fifty three game winning drives. Was a six-time Pro Bowler, and those two touch, those two Super Bowl championships, um, in Super Bowl forty and forty-three. Now, for me, I remember forty-three the most because of the San Antonio catch. But Ben Roethlisberger, he was balling in that game as well, um, along with um, Mike Tomlin. Ben Roethlisberger's never had a losing season. Um, he just went when when Ben was Ben, you know, he kind of became a shell of himself um, this season and last season. I would say he, how he went out is probably unceremoniously kind of like Peyton Manning because once Peyton Manning was shot, he was shot, and you could see that he wasn't that guy no more. That on average, through 40 touchdowns a year. Um, or he wasn't even the quarterback he was as far as year in Denver. Um, but I definitely think that Ben Roethlisberger is definitely one of the great quarterbacks of my generation because, you know, you got Peyton, you got Tom, um, you got Drew, and then I will put – uh, being right there at four, um, then I probably would go with um, Eli and um, Philip Rivers, maybe. But you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks in between there. But uh, Big Ben was definitely one of the best, quarter, better quarterbacks of my generation. Um, anytime watching the Steelers, the one thing I used to admire about him, because of course, other than him being a big nigga, like. He would run around in the pocket, make plays, have motherfuckers sliding on him, um, riding his back, and still get the ball out to the wide receivers. And hell, he'll even scramble on your ass and score a, touch, score a rushing touchdown. Um, but he was definitely um, one of the quarterbacks I admired. Um, but I definitely think it's just for me with. With Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, I just hope these motherfuckers got a contingency plan because the cover is bare for both of them teams at a quarterback. 
So, you know, for my Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there, y'all happy with Mason Rudolph? Is y'all fucking with uh, Dwayne Haskins? Uh, do you think either one of them going to become anything? Um, and then with Tampa Bay, uh, I think they drafted, uh, what's his name, uh, Trask. Um, they, they got Blaine Gabbert, like, but according to Bruce Aarons, he said they always had a fallback plan in the event that Tom Brady was to retire in the time that he's been a quarterback. So we going to see what both of these motherfuckers got out their sleeve. Cause you know, Pittsburgh is one of the premier franchises in the NFL. So I would think any quarterback that's on the market whether that's um, Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, um, Deshaun Watson, maybe if he get his situation together, uh, so I definitely think either they would be would draft a quarterback, but I definitely think as far as trades or free agency, I think you would get people that would want to go to Pittsburgh because. It's a story franchise and all the success that they have had over the past couple of decades. Um, but it's definitely sad to see those two go because it's kind of like an end of an era because, you know, we had Drew hang them up last year. We also had Phillip hang them up last year. And, you know, a couple of years ago, we had Peyton hang them up. Also, Eli. So, you know. As you look at the landscape of the NFL as far as quarterback go, I mean, I would say I definitely think um, the NFL is in a good place as far as quarterback play goes. Hell, just given what's happened this postseason, the duels we've had, hell, from with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the duel we just had with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, um, you still got Kyler out there. You got um, Lamar Jackson, um, Justin Herbert. It's a lot of good young quarterbacks out there. So I definitely think the game is in good hands as far as quarterback go. But, hey, but hats off to them guys because those two quarterbacks embody toughness, physical toughness, physical toughness, um, did I say physical toughness? Damn, I'm fucking up. My bad. Physical toughness, mental toughness, they embody both of those things as far as being a quarterback. Um, they're definitely one of a kind. You know, I like Big Ben, but, you know, if anybody that know me, I love some Tom Brady. That, that, that's my guy. It's definitely not going to be another one of him because it takes a whole lot of shit to win seven Super Bowls Better yet, be in position to even have the opportunity to win Super Bowls. So, those two guys are definitely going to be missed. But um, that's all I got on those guys. And, you know, we're about to shimmy on to the next topic. Next, we have the AFC Championship game between Cincinnati and the Kansas, between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the... Cincinnati Bengals, in shocking fashion, I know a whole lot of motherfuckers around the U.S. and everywhere around the world, I know a whole lot of motherfuckers was hot. And it was a lot of motherfuckers who was happy because their pockets were filled. Because I know a whole lot of people who had money on Kansas City 
So I know a lot of people was high. A lot of people turned the phones off. A lot of people stayed away from social media. I understand because it can get hectic out there. Um, but the Cincinnati Bengals was able to pull off the upset, coming back from 21-3 down to win 27-24. Um, Patrick Mahomes went 26 of 39 with 275 yards with three touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, Joe Burrow went 23 of 38 for 250 yards with two touchdowns and one interception. Um, Like I said, along with all the other games that's been going on this postseason, this was also a good win. This wasn't as good as the game last week between Kansas City and Buffalo, but it was definitely a good one being affected. The Cincinnati Bengals was a seven-point underdog in this game, and they was able to pull it out. Um, Cincinnati is one of is the to me is the embodiment of worst the first because two years ago before they drafted um, Joe Burrow number one overall. They was the worst team in football. And they stand here today as the AOC representative for Super Bowl for the Super Bowl. Now, from Joe Burrow's own mouth, he said if you would have told him that at the beginning of the season, he said he wouldn't believe it. So if he don't believe it, I damn near know nobody else believed it except for people that are Cincinnati fans. Because they have built through the draft, um, built through cast-offs of other teams as far as first-round picks and second-round picks. Um, but him, Joe, that boy Joe Burrow and, and that other boy, that, that wide receiver, Jamar, they nice. I mean, they nice, nice together. Like, they've been putting up numbers all year. I think Jamar Chase had, what, two or three games over 200-plus yards? And, you know, of course, with him being the number one receiver, they're going to be trying to take him away from game plan to game plan. So, in this game, you had T. Higgins have, what, six catches for 103 yards? So, I think we we in for a ride as far as the next couple of years when it comes to the AFC and quarterbacks. Because, you know, over the past um, summer and over the past year, there's been talk about Kansas City being a dynasty. Because, you know, they've been to four straight AFC championship games. Excuse me. Um, but I honestly don't think that they're just going to be going every year like that. Because, you know, like I just said in the previous segment about Tom Brady, Tom Brady went a whole 10 years without making it to the Super Bowl from 2014, from 2004 to 2014. He went a whole 10 years. Because it's not just about how, you know, it's the, one of the most important components of it, but it's not all about how well your quarterback plays. There's a lot of other factors that has to go into advancing in the playoffs, hell, even making the playoffs. Because if your defense is trash, if you have um, points of the game where you go three and out a couple times, if your defense is trash and they give no points, you're probably going to lose. And especially if you're playing in shootouts every weekend, 
there's not a high probability that you're going to win all the shootouts. And, I mean, the Kansas City defense isn't total trash, you know, because they have a decent D-line. You know, you got Honey Badger in the back of the defense. And, you know, Melvin Ingram, who came from the Pittsburgh Steelers early in the season, he had some big plays in this game against uh, Cincinnati. But I think as a whole, you know, from as far as what I've seen, you know, it's a salary cap in the NFL. You know, either you're going to lose offensive linemen, lose wide receivers, lose important pieces to the defense, whether that's through injury or free agency, um, where you're not always going to have the team you have from year to year, whether that's for better or worse. So I just don't think that they're going to make it to the Super Bowl every year. Now, do I think they're going to be a contender every year to make the Super Bowl? Of course. They have Patrick Mahomes. They're going to have Kelsey. They're going to have Tyreek. And you're going to still have Andy Reid as long as he playing the coast because I know he's starting to get up there in A's just like Bill and some of the older head coaches in the NFL. Um, but – I think that Cincinnati is here to stay. And from my standpoint with Cincinnati, I mean, it's one of those situations where I'm going to say this. I look at Cincinnati right now kind of like how I look at when Aaron Rodgers won his first Super Bowl when they went on that run because just like Cincinnati just did, um, no, no. Actually, I think, no, I think all their games was on the road. Just like um, Aaron Rodgers did in his first Super Bowl in 2010, they had to run the table all the way through the road. And just like with Eli and his Super Bowls, they had to run the table on the road. So I look like I look at this as one of those situations where you just have that team that get into the playoffs that then caught fire and then got hot and – now they have the momentum, and it's all about whether the L.A. Rams can play their game and be able to overcome the momentum that Cincinnati has and win the Super Bowl. Um, for me, I just think that in that game, Patrick Mahomes, kind of like how I said earlier with the play calling of um, Kyle Shanahan when he was with Atlanta in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I want to say Patrick Mahomes tried to get too cute with, you know, trying to extend plays and make plays happen and wasn't able to capitalize on just making the simple play. Because sometimes the simple play is the best play. You don't always have to try to improvise and um, bring offense at your ass. You don't always got to do that. Just make the simple play. The check down, uh, shallow crossing, uh, check down to the running back, uh, whatever. Sometimes a simple play is the best play. Um, But, yeah, I definitely think um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, has been riding this wave of just – being on some goat shit the past couple of years, you know, to be honest. And, you know, I think finally defenses have caught up to what Patrick Mahomes likes to do and what he do- and what he's able to do and isn't able to do. And to this point, it's just – to this point and going forward, it's up to 
Kansas City to adjust and find new ways to be effective. Because going into next year, I would imagine they're still going to be one of the favorites to make the Super Bowl next year. So that's not going to change anytime soon, depending on what the roster is and whether or not uh, Andy Reid will be the coach going forward, which there's no indication that that won't be the case. Um, But, yeah, this was uh, definitely a good game. This is Cincinnati's first Super Bowl appearance since Super Bowl 23 in 1989 with their loss against the San Francisco 49ers. So, you know, for me, ever since my Patriots got dog walked <laughs> by the Buffalo Bills, I've been, this is the team I've been pulling for because I fuck with them. You know, I like the swag that Joe Burrow has, you know, with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, um, Joe Mixon, the unsung heroes that got on their defense. Ever since my team got dog walk, I've been this is what I've been hoping for. That's who this who I've been pulling for. So who day? <laughs> okay, who day? Um, I'm happy and and I hope they're able to pull it off. Um, but as far as the AFC Championship game goes, um, that's all I got on that segment, and we're about to slide on to the next one. All right, now we're about to talk, get into the NFC Championship game between the LA Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, this was the third meeting of the season, and up to this point, San Francisco has beaten the Rams six straight times. Um, this was more of a low-scoring game. Uh, the final score was 17-20. The LA Rams was able to finally get the monkey out their back and pull the win out. Uh, Matthew Stafford went 31-45 for 337 yards with two touchdowns and one interception. While Jimmy Garoppolo went 16-30 for 232 yards with two touchdowns. And you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo... That nigga going to give you one. Yeah, he always going to give you that one interception. And it always is in a time you don't need the shit. It's really no time you want or need an interception. But Jimmy going to give it to you. He going to give you one. He definitely going to give you one. Um, San Francisco, which is their specialty since Kyle Shanahan has been running the show since he left Atlanta, is running the football. The telltale of this game was definitely their inability to run the football. Because, like I just said, with Jimmy Garoppolo's ineptitude at quarterback, you don't want him having a high amount of attempts of throwing the football. Because he's shown an inability to carry the team. Now, I'm not saying that Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not saying he just trash, but he hasn't been the quarterback that they need. Because if he was, they wouldn't have traded up from 12 to 3 to draft Trey Lance. Um, they went 3 or 9 on third down, which also is a telltale. That means you're always kicking the ball out to the other team. You're never being able to sustain drives to score points. And that has a lot to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I said, he wins 16 to 30. Um, 
The LA Rams won time of possession, 35 minutes to 24 minutes. Um, and Matthew Stafford, you know, as much as all the trash people talked about him from the time he was in Detroit, and look at him now. You know, he went 0-2 in the playoffs in Detroit, and now he's won three straight games in the playoffs. So I definitely think that, you know, this is their crown the moment. I mean, they didn't win all in. For Matthew Stafford, they uh, traded two first-round picks, uh, one second-round pick. Uh, for Jalen Ramsey, they put traded two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick. And for Von Miller this year, they traded a second-round pick and a third-round pick. And, you know, they picked up OBJ in free agency. You know, previously he was with the Cleveland Browns. So they went all in to reach to this point, to get to this point. And we're going to just try to see if they can pull it out because they definitely have put all their eggs in this basket. So if this shit don't go right, some people are going to get fired. It is what it is. A motherfucker's going to be cut. So um, I think that L.A. is definitely one of those teams that, you know, most most of the time in the NFL, when you try to put some free agency shit together, it don't go right. Like with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles tried to do, I think that was in 2010, where they had um, – they had Vince, they had um, Vic, they had uh, Nomni Os- Um my, my head don't let me remember everything else that was on the team, but basically the gist of what I'm saying is anytime you try to put an all-star team in the NFL, it don't always go right because, you know, like in the NBA, hell, if you got – three of the top ten players, hell, maybe even two, just depending on who is the team on the other side that makes it to the finals. Hell, you maybe can win it with just two great players and uh, role players. And the NFL is not like that because it's more – it's definitely important for quarterback play and the defense, but it's also – a lot of other aspects that goes into winning the Super Bowl. Like, you got to have luck. You got to have a little bit of discipline. Um, a few key stops or big plays here and there. Um, hell, just in this game, Matthew Stafford, I think it was in the fourth quarter or the third quarter, threw a ball off of grabs and out of the corner. I'm not going to even try to say that nigga name. I just remember his name, his number was three. If he catches that ball, we're having a totally different conversation. And we're talking about San Francisco being in the Super Bowl two out of of the last three years. So a lot of things have to go right for you to win a Super Bowl. A lot of things have to go right for you to make it to the Super Bowl. Whether there's luck, big plays, key plays here and there, or hell, even injury. Um, But... You know, as we go into, as you go into the offseason, um, it looks like San Francisco, as they should, because you just drafted a quarterback with the third overall pick. It sounds like they're going to be trying to shop Jimmy Garoppolo, as reports have came out today about that, um, that they're going to be, him and his representatives are going to be working on 
trying to facilitate a trade in the offseason. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo this year was owed $26.4 million, and he's owed $27 million next year. Um, so, like, they're going to try to get him up out of there and go with Trey Lance for next year in the future, and we're going to see what they can do with that. Um, like I said, L.A. has went all in this year. OBJ starting to look like the OBJ we all know and love. Um, Cooper Cup, just that white boy cold. He definitely cold. So uh, Cincinnati going to definitely have their hands full with trying to formulate a plan to try to keep him in check while also trying to figure out a game plan for OBJ. Um, But I think... This game is between the between Cincinnati and LA is gonna come down to getting to the quarterback. Because, you know, just like Joe, Matt also had, you know, he has a little bit of wheels and able to move around. But I think who's who's able to get to the quarterback the most as far as the defensive lines go. I think that will tell and who wins this game. I think also time of position might be important or just who's ever more efficient in getting into the end zone. Because, you know, with a momentum-type sport that football is, if you're always kicking field goals and the other team is getting into the end zone, you know, those points don't add up the same. Um, But... I think that it's going to be a pretty good Super Bowl. I don't expect a blowout either way, even though I necessarily wouldn't mind it either way either. Um, But for my prediction on the Super Bowl, like I said, who day I've been trying to, I've been riding with him since my boys, you know, got shown the dough. I'm riding with the Cincinnati Bengals, 31-28. That's my score. I think Cincinnati going to be able to pull it out. I'm going with, with Joey B to submit his legacy in the NFL. was one of the premier young quarterbacks in the, in the, in the NFL, which for the most part, he kind of was already on his way for that. But, you know, he going to be – Penciling in now in a thought process of, you know, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, and now you're going to have Joey B. So that's what I think is going to happen. Um, the Super Bowl is going to be not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Um, you can watch it on NBC and Peacock. It's going to be at 6.30. Um, it's going to be in SoFi Stadium. You know what? Ain't that something? Like, through all this time, we have never had the team that the Super Bowl um, is in the stadium. But what do you know? The past two years, we've had the team hosting the Super Bowl, the team actually makes the Super Bowl. So it's going to be a home game for the L.A. Rams. Now, conventional wisdom would say because it's going to be a home game, you probably would want to lean towards L.A. Rams. But, hey, 
They been whooping motherfuckers' ass on the road this whole postseason. I'm not going to not believe in them now. So, I'm going to stick with Cincinnati. But, you know, like I just said, we had Tampa Bay last year make it to the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl was in that stadium. And now we got the L.A. Rams make it to the Super Bowl. And it's so fat. <laughs> That's my uh, Stephen A. imitation and my um, Michael Irvin imitation. And, you know, again, to my Cowboy fans out there that listen to Michael Irvin and went and bought the Super Bowl tickets, I hope either you was able to sell them or you going to be in the press box chilling or wherever you're going to be because he shouldn't have done that. Now, you you know what? I ain't going to even – it's too early. I ain't going to even do y'all like that. So I know it's too early for some of y'all Cowboy fans out there. No, y'all still a little salty. Hey, I know y'all salty that they still keeping um the clipboard holder at the head coach position. But hey, we ain't gonna get into that. We just gonna move on. But like I said, on another note, I expect Cincinnati to be able to pull it out. Um, I think it's gonna be a great Super Bowl. Can't wait. Sit back. Uh, watch it with some fellas. She get some grub, get a little drinky drink, maybe a little smoky smoke, and uh, kick back and hell watch it because I know it's gonna be good. But um, uh, this has been episode five of In the Name of G podcast. Um, you can reach me on my. New Facebook page, um, In the Name of G podcast fan page. Also on YouTube at um, In the Name of G podcast. Um, also on Instagram at GEZ94. Um, but, you know, that's been out. That's going to be all today. Um, I hope that everybody has a good rest of the work week and a good weekend and have. I'll holla child on episode six. Peace.